Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Today's guests help us see that even when life gets hard, we can keep going, knowing that God's plans for us will always bring us exactly where we need to be. Fox News anchor Ainsley Earhart and author Andy Andrews. First up, we have Ainsley Earhart, the co-anchor of Fox & Friends. Ainsley has a robust background in broadcast journalism. She recounts her journey up to network television and tells us how she's been able to trace God's hand through her life and how her faith has sustained her during some of her darkest moments. My family still lives in South Carolina, and we grew up in a Christian home, going to church every Sunday. If we spent the night out, mom and dad picked us up and took us to church, or we went to went to church with that family. I grew up in the public school systems in South Carolina, middle-class family. Uh, we cared about every dollar. You know, we had to turn off the lights when we left the room, and some days I paid for my own gas money in high school, and some days I put $2.70, just change from the ashtray in, in my car just to make it to school. I hated asking my parents for money because I didn't want to burden them. And I always had a job, had a job from middle school on. And so I used a lot of my own money. I got a little bit of a scholarship to go to Florida State, out of state, and that was expensive tuition. I stayed there for two years. I changed my major. I was biology there and then transferred into the journalism school at the University of South Carolina. And that's how I was introduced to broadcasting, really, really enjoyed it. I grew up in the theater and grew up acting, and so this was an opportunity for me to still get a great education and be in front of the camera. So that's how I ended up in television, and it was the best thing. And I knew right out of the gate, as soon as I transferred to the University of South Carolina, I was in the right spot. My relationship with Jesus developed when I was in college. I was in a Bible study and still having a lot of fun on the weekends and sometimes during the week. And I just started to look at my life and slow down a little bit and hunker down and started asking God to change my heart. And through this Bible study called Experiencing God, God used some of my Christian friends to model what he looked like and live the Christian example in my life. And so I wanted what they had. And I was at a fraternity party and looked around the room and I just was sick of it. I was tired of of living that life and I wanted more out of life and I wanted to live for God. So in broadcasting, you are going to start at the very bottom. And in school, I remember our teacher saying, do not walk into these job interviews and say you want to be the next news anchor. You have to start out as a reporter. You have to work the weekends. You have to work the long hours. You have to work the overnights. And so I did that for a long time. And in local news, I would see, because I would work hard, because I would keep my head down, I wouldn't complain. I rarely was in the boss's office. And I just wanted to do 
the right thing and I always wanted to say yes. I wanted to be the one that they called to go get the big story. So I tried to have a positive attitude and worked all the crazy hours. Eventually I got a promotion and then I got another promotion. Then I transferred to another station, a, a bigger market to get more experience and moved to Texas. Um, our, our show went from number two to number one. And so I saw success just by working hard and always saying yes. And then I got the job at Fox News and I was hired to work the overnight shift. And I stayed on the overnight shift. I thought it would be just for a few months, maybe a year. I stayed on the overnight shift for seven years and never complained, said yes to every opportunity. And eventually, years later, it led to me uh, launching Fox and Friends first at 5 a.m. And then eventually that led to me getting this job at Fox and Friends. And I've been here for almost three years. Ainsley tells us about her new book, The Light Within Me, where she offers a look into her spiritual journey and reflections on her family, faith, and career. It's called a memoir, and I was a little bit taken aback by that. I said, are you sure we want to call it a memoir? Because aren't you supposed to be like 80 years old and really have this long, um, rich life? But I do feel like I've had so many rich, wonderful moments with God, and that's what this book is about. It's about my walk with God, and it's not to be self-righteous or um, to, I don't want all the praise. I want people to read this, and I want them to see God, not Ainsley. God says, you will have trouble. John 16, says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So he promises us that we will all have trouble. And if you haven't had trouble in your life, you will. And I don't say that to be negative. I say that because you have to rely on God. And God will get you through those valleys. And he will walk you all the way up to the top of the mountain. And you will look down at your journey. And you will be glad you went through those struggles. I am constantly trying to remind myself who is in control and that I'm going to be okay. That. Um, everything is going to be all right because I'm walking with God and I know He has me. I lost a marriage. I lost a baby. And those were some really, really hard times in my life. But now look where God's taken me. Now I have my dream job Monday through Friday and I have my weekends off so that I can be a mom to my daughter. And I'm just so grateful. And I know that when I go through struggles in the future that God will get me through just like He did in the past love Jesus Calling. I get it on my phone and every single day my routine is I get in the car, I put on my earphones and I I don't drive. So I'm, I'm not driving while I do this. I listen to Pandora and I push hymns and I always listen to hymns and then I push this app right here, Jesus Calling. And I go to today's devotional. I read the devotion every single day. It's always something I feel like that is hitting home for me that day. It's so amazing how God does that. I feel like he wrote it just for me. It's something I really need to hear. And then it gives you three scriptures, two to three scriptures at the bottom every day. It's just a great tool. It's a it's an easy way to get a quick devotion into your system early in the morning before you talk to anyone else, before you get your day going. And it just reminds me whose I am and who's in charge. And in my Jesus Calling devotion this morning, it talked about God holding your hand. And I physically put my hand out in my lap when I was riding to work this morning and could feel or imagine Jesus's hand on top of me saying, I've got you. I'm, I'm pulling you. I'm carrying you. Some days he's carrying me. Some days he's just right next to me holding my hand. Other, day, other days I'm just dragging behind. But I always know that God is in control and he's leading me through this glorious life. What I have seen, and no matter what you do, you have to be authentic, you have to be real, and you have to be genuine. And I just want to be myself. I feel it's important to be bold no matter what your faith is. I think that you can love others and share God's love. Um, 
just in your daily daily walk and you don't have to walk around with a Bible and you don't have to recite scripture all the time. Just do it in love and love other people. Love your neighbors as yourself. You can watch for Ainsley on Fox and Friends every weekend morning on the Fox News Channel. And Ainsley's new book, The Light Within Me, is available wherever books are sold. We'll be right back with the rest of our program after a brief message about a free offer from Jesus Calling. Are you looking for a way to keep track of your daily prayers along with Jesus Calling? The Jesus Calling Family Prayer Calendar goes right along with your daily readings from Jesus Calling. Each day begins with a guided reflection, followed by a space for you to fill in your prayers of thanksgiving and special requests. You can get your free Jesus Calling Family Prayer Calendar by visiting jesuscalling.com offers. Visit jesuscalling.com offers to download your free family prayer calendar today. Our next guest is Andy Andrews, a New York Times bestselling author, speaker, and consultant for the world's most successful teams and fastest growing organizations. Today, Andy tells us about the importance of a good perspective, waiting on God's timing, and the power of imagination to help you get unstuck so you can live the life God has planned for you. Perspective is more important than answers. Sometimes, you know, in the middle of a crisis, there's not an answer that you could pick up off the floor and just shove into that square hole. Sometimes answers are a matter of God's timings. And that's where you need to make sure you have perspective. Perspective brings calm. Calm leads to clear thinking. Clear thinking yields ideas. And from ideas, we get answers. It's amazing how powerful just a simple foundational perspective can be. I do want people to get unstuck. I want people to be able to live, uh, you know, we say the life, the life of their dreams. But I want them to understand that much more is available. You know, the beginning of everything is imagination. It's the beginning of everything. As human beings on this planet, uh, before there was a bridge, somebody imagined a way to get, before there was a car, somebody imagined, before there was a wheel, before there was a ladder, before there was a Band-Aid, before there was eye drops, before there was hair gel. There was imagination behind everything we are, everything we, and the curious thing is, I've looked at successful lives, and when I say successful lives, that includes a lot. I'm not talking about success. You ask people, what is success? And somebody say, oh, a car and a watch and a book. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a successful life, which includes peace, which includes your spiritual life, which includes your family. And I've, I've studied a lot of those people, and I've seen a lot of people do amazing things without a ton of education. I've seen people do absolutely amazing things without a ton of what I would call self-discipline or work ethic. I've seen people do, uh, you know, amazing things without a lot of what normal people would say you have to have. But I'll tell you this, I have never seen anybody do amazing things without a great imagination. Now, here's where I'm going with this. Do you believe that God wants the best for you? Do you 
want the best for you? Do you want the best for your family? All right, here's a really, really tough question. Do you believe that God has a better imagination than you? Yeah, me too. Okay, so then when we look at what you imagine is the best for your family and we compare it to what God imagines is the best for your family, how big is that gap? How big a gap would that be? You know, we all have friends who have adult children. One of the things that I've seen as people raise their kids, I mean, you got a 14, 15 year old, 16 year old, you got 11 year old, and they're, they're starting to do something. And you as the parent, we're, we're kind of teaching them how to do it. But have you ever had a situation with, with a child or you watched them and they were doing great and they were really getting good. They were getting better and better and they were getting great results. And then all of a sudden they, they kept getting results, but they were coasting. They weren't really pushing upward anymore. And we were, and, and we were thinking, wait, 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 what, why are you stopping? Don't, I mean, there was so much more here. Why are you stopping? And, it, and it's like, have you ever been in a situation where you wanted your child's success more than the child seemed to want the success for himself? And it's just how unbelievable. Well, I wonder sometimes if our Heavenly Father looks at us and says, wait, wait, don't, don't stop now. Now, you know, this is hard, but we're just building muscle for the next run. Don't stop now. Do you know what I have planned for you? Do you know what I have imagined for you? Andy is a gifted storyteller who weaves larger-than-life figures from history through his tales. Andy tells us a bit about his New York Times best-selling book, The Traveler's Gift, and its newly released sequel, The Traveler's Summit. I love stories, which is why I guess I was gotten into those biographies, because there were stories. I mean, when I was a little kid, man, I, I wouldn't remember anything the preacher said, but I would remember the stories, you know? I wouldn't remember it almost anything the teachers said, but I remembered the stories. So I wanted to write something that people would relate to and remember. And so I know that everybody can relate to a hard time going on in their family, or a time that, you, you know, mom or dad feels like, this is over. I, you know, I don't know what to do. And in this book, a, a character named David Ponder, in The Traveler's Gift, David Ponder, uh, had reached that point. His daughter was sick. Uh, they were out of money. Uh, and and he went thinking, I'd be better dead than alive for my family. And and uh, he hit a patch of black ice. And I won't reveal a lot of the story, but David Ponder was allowed to travel through time, meeting with seven historical figures who were also at that moment going through the toughest time in their own lives. And, and he got to be with Anne Frank while she was in the annex hiding from the Nazis and he's there with her and asks her questions. He gets to be with, uh, with King Solomon and it's right after Solomon says, bring me the sword. I'll tell you whose baby this is. And, and he gets to be with, uh, with uh, Lincoln 
at Gettysburg. And each of these seven historical figures give David Ponder a different principle and explain it to him, write it down, that if he puts these principles into his life, everything will change. And so he, you know, I, I, like, I hesitate to tell you the end of the story, but it's good for David Ponder, okay? So, um, but, but The Traveler's Gift has become a book that people give to graduates, that people give to each other. Super Bowl winners have used it, and World Series people have used it, and uh, uh, the past 10 college football national champions have, have used it, and, and so, for a while, I thought, people love this character. They love David Ponder. And I, I thought, I didn't, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to do a sequel to it. Because people would come up to me all the time and they would say, I am David Ponder. This is me. This is my life. And I'm like, really, wow. And so now, I wrote the, the Traveler's Summit. If Joan of Arc and King David from the Bible, and Winston Churchill, and George Washington Carver could sit around a table and talk about what's happening now on earth, what would they say? And that's what the book's about. This is 15 years later. David Ponder is an old man now, and his wife has passed away, and he's contemplating his last days, and just when he's at his lowest moment of despair, the Archangel Gabriel, who is a character from the first book, the Archangel Gabriel arrives and tells him humanity is at a turning point. And it was one of the most fun things to write about the book because, you know, there's Bear Bryant talking with Martin Luther King and there's you know, Winston Churchill, down on the floor, he pointed out to David Ponder. Ponder said, who is she? She looks familiar. And Winston said, it's a lady pilot. She showed up unexpectedly. You'll never believe where she's been. Amelia Earhart. And so I love having these little, little bitty things in. I had, I had a great time putting it together. And I, I'm really excited about this book because because I love the story, and because I think the lesson is so needed, like right at this time in our country's history. Andy reads a passage from Jesus Calling that relates to how God has our situations under control and how focusing on God allows us to view the world from His loving perspective. From Jesus Calling, May 22nd. When things don't go as you would like, accept the situation immediately. If you indulge in feelings of regret, they can easily spill over the line into resentment. Remember that I am sovereign over your circumstances and humble yourself under my mighty hand. Rejoice in what I'm doing in your life, even though it is beyond your understanding. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In me, you have everything you need, both for this life and for the life yet to come. Don't let the impact of the world shatter your thinking or draw you away from focusing on me. The ultimate challenge 
is to keep fixing your eyes on me. No matter what is going on around you, when I am central in your thinking, you are able to view circumstances from my perspective. To learn more about Andy's new book, The Traveler Summit, visit andyandrews.com. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we speak with country music superstar Hunter Hayes, who candidly shares the ups and downs of life in the spotlight and the doubts that we all have about who we're meant to be. You were made to be exactly who you are, as hard as that is to believe, as hard as it is for me to believe right now as I'm sitting here talking to you. Um, my faults are what, what, what make me, and um, I think it's important to remind people of that. Do you love hearing great stories of faith each week via the Jesus Calling podcast? We want to hear from you. If you haven't already subscribed to the Jesus Calling podcast, visit the Jesus Calling page at iTunes.com and hit the subscribe button. While you're there, we'd love for you to leave us a review and tell us how you feel about the show and what future guests you'd love to see. Your reviews and subscription help us share these stories of faith to more people who need the hope and encouragement of Jesus Calling. If you have your own story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com to share your story today.